Hello, everyone. This is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number 10. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois, that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei, and I'm your host. Today, we have on the program Dr. Liz Wiggins. Liz is, a li- is licensed as both a school counselor and clinical mental health counselor. She's spent the past seven years working with students at all grade levels. She's passionate about helping young people develop the skills they need to be successful in life, from communication, conflict resolution, and relationship skills to organization, time management, and career readiness. Liz currently works as the college and career counseling coordinator for the largest online high school in the state of Colorado. In addition, Liz works as a professor in the field of counselor education. Outside work, she is the mother of two active teenagers and a wife of 16 years. I'm so excited to have Liz on the show today. We're going to be talking about co-creating success. Without further ado, here is Dr. Liz Wiggins. Okay, Dr. Liz Wiggins, thank you so much for joining us on the Connected Family Podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm excited. You are welcome. Um, So I thought we would start today. If you could just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of your story, your family, and how you ended up doing what you do. Sure. So like you said, I'm Dr. Liz Wiggins. Um, Mark and I actually know each other because we went through our doctoral program together. So it's fun to connect in this way. We barely Um, survived. but We we survived. (laughs) That is good news. Um, And I have been a school counselor for about the last eight years. So um, honestly, I was one of those people I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, It took me a while to kind of figure out a path and and realize that I really enjoyed helping others and interacting with others in a counseling fashion. Um, And in that, my kids were starting school about the time that I graduated from my master's program. And I thought, well, what better way to kind of dive into this new career than to do it in a school setting so I would have similar holidays and all of that with my kids. Um, But what I found fascinating right from the very beginning was just all of the synergy that happens in a school setting, Um, all the different ways that the pieces work together to really support students, Um, that it wasn't really just focused on one aspect, like wasn't just focused on social emotional, but there was also the academic and the career readiness. Um, And I just fell in love with that. Um, So I have worked in all kinds of settings. So um, I have worked in very low social economical schools where um, the majority of the students and the population were minorities. And in that setting, it was a K-8 setting, so kindergarten through eighth grade. So I got to see lots of different developmental um, challenges and successes along the way. And then moved into a school that was in a more affluent area of town, um, less minorities, and got to see how that shifted people's perspectives of what school was and and what success was, which is part of what we'll talk about today. Um, And that was also K-8 until I moved on to be the high school counselor as the school expanded, so then 6th through 12th. And now I am in a position where I am the college and career counseling coordinator for the largest online high school in Colorado, um, which is also an alternative school. 
So again, a big shift in dynamics and demographics and, and what students are trying to achieve um, through our school. So love what I get to do every day and I'm super excited to be here with you. Cool. And so you've worked with students all across the spectrum from really beginning of their educational career all the way through high school. And even some of those students are ones who kind of are in the mainstream and others sort of outside, maybe in the more alternative educational placement type of a setting. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, (laughs) it's a very interesting to see the dynamics with students and with their parents from like kindergarten, right? When you're dropping your kids off for that first day of school and the tears and and the worry and, you know, the excitement and all of that all the way through. Um, You know, I also teach... um, at the master's level, I teach counselors. So, you know, all the way through adult ed, right? Really. Um, And yeah. And then the alternative school that I'm a part of now, they, they just have certain risk factors, whether that's um, parents who have been incarcerated, rather, you know, history of abuse, um, attendance issues. What we find at our school that's very interesting is the majority of our population um, have some of those risk factors. Um, But then we also just sort of serve a niche where maybe like we have students whose parents are terminally ill. And so rather than spend the day, you know, eight hours a day in a school, they do school online. Um, We also have quite a few students who they don't really fit the traditional school setting of going to school every day and sitting in a desk and doing that. Um, But they're accelerated um, academically. And so they are taking college classes while they're with us and they're graduating with their associate's degree. Um, So it's a very wide spectrum, even within the school and the position that I'm in now. Wow. And so that gives you a wonderful perspective (laughs) to be thinking about our topic today because, um, Our topic basically is how do parents partner with their school's counselor, the school counselor that's working with their kid Mm -hmm. to help create success for their kid? And that could be all the way from a kindergartner all the way up through that high school graduate, even into, I suppose, you know, you're thinking about success even for graduate students. Yeah. Um, And so I thought we would start our conversation in that regard with kind of the idea of what is success? What does it look like? And what are your thoughts there? Right. Well, I do think success is kind of a fluid construct, right? Um, It's hard to really nail down what success is. And you brought it up in the vein of, I've worked with all these different grade levels. And if you think about what a parent wants for their student when they're walking into kindergarten for the first day, could be very different than what they want for their student when they're graduating high school. Um, And so I think it's important for parents to realize that there is kind of this continuum and it's going to change and shift. I think the goal as as a parent and as an educator is that at some point that student starts to own it for themselves, right? They start to define what success is for them. And so even as I was preparing for this and thinking about success, right, um, and looked up like the definition of success so I could feel very informed and enlightened about what this is, (laughs) even in that, it's like, it's such a wide, wide variety. So some people define success as being um, affluent, like with wealth, and financially, they're well off. Some people define it as having achieved a certain milestone in their life. Um, some people define it in like social, like I want to be popular and have fame. Um, and I think it it varies from person to person. It varies like 
I know my definition of success isn't necessarily what my husband's definition of success is or my friend's definition of success. Um, So as I was thinking about that and like, what is success? I think it's, it's important to look at it in an individual setting. Um, And as a parent, like having those conversations with your child around what do you view as success? Like, and what do you, what would make you feel successful? So I even thought like, what an important conversation to have at the beginning of every school year, you know, this year, um, as a freshman in high school, you know, my son's a freshman this year. Um, what, what do you want to accomplish this year? What would help you to feel successful? And I know that his answer to that question would be so different than my daughter's answer to that question, who's in seventh grade and cares very much about the social aspects of life um, and being more popular and having a lot of friends. And the academic piece doesn't really resonate with her as much, (laughs) where my son is very much like he he decided to change his schedule mid-year to all honors classes. He wants to take college classes while he's in high school. Um, He cares a lot about his grades. And so when we talk about what is success, um, I don't think we can really define that for everyone. I think it's something that parents and students really want to talk through together. What is success for them? Yeah. So really individualized based on individual student, individual children within even unique families. So you have two kids and success for each one is going to be different. Correct. Yeah. Um, so what if, what if, you know, what your child says is success is different than what you hope they would want for success to be, or, you know, what you think success is for them? Uh, yeah, this actually reminds me of one time I was doing a classroom lesson with some students and they had to set like their goals for the future and, and what future career path they wanted. And it was in an alternative environment. And I can't tell you how many of them, you know, I'm in Colorado where marijuana is legal, how many of them had the dream of owning a pot shop, right? Um, and I don't really know what my reaction would be if my own child said that, but this was this was their idea of success because they viewed that as being independent, right? Having flexibility in their life and in schedule, not having a boss. Um, They saw it as a means to become very wealthy. So I think if it differs, right, maybe digging into that with them around what around that makes them feel like that would be success. Um, Is it financial success? Is it social? Is it prestige? Um, You know, what does that, what draws them to that thing, you know? And I think as parents, we're so, we have so much influence over our our children. And so even if we're not really sure that that's the path we want them on, you know, being able to dig into what makes that exciting for them and how can we maybe steer them onto a path that seems a little more aligned with our family values or what we, what we envision for them. Yeah. And you even highlighted the the unique values of the searching for the unique values of the child in that desire. So you said independence, flexibility, financial freedom. Yes. And, you know, there's probably a, a whole host of other career possibilities that could also meet those value needs, right? And so yeah. you're saying and maybe uh, maybe the hat will change or they'll get a different idea and it'll move in a different direction next time or down the road. Right. Well, and in that, as a school counselor, in that 
in that moment, in that setting with those students, um, I didn't dismiss what they were saying. You know, I looked for those values and then I said, okay, well, I think to be successful in that type of career path, you're going to want to take some business classes, maybe some communication and marketing classes, right? So you can still help them on that path, but maybe in setting up, here's what that looks like to be successful in that, um, they find other things yeah. <laughs> that align with that, that they can have the same, like you said, the same flexibility. Um, it just is maybe different yeah. than what yes. they thought. I've had a couple of, of my children say that they want to be YouTubers when they grow up. Yes. And I'm always like, oh, gosh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you should look into computer science or you should, who knows, yep. whatever. Communication, you know, um, there's so many like classes they could take in high school or college around that, like media and communication, those type of things that they it's not saying, no, don't do, don't be a YouTuber, right, right. <laughs> but let's give you some really quality skills around that. I do the same thing. I had at the elementary level, so many students say their goal was to be a professional athlete, right? Which I don't want to dismiss anyone's goal. You just never know where the next, you know, LeBron James is or, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. So you just encourage it. But I would also tell them if you watch those games, um, most of them, went to college and were recruited out of college. And so what is something that you would also want to study in addition to uh, being a great athlete so that you have that and you have that fallback plan if you got injured, if you didn't get picked up by the NFL team? Um, I, I just take the approach that if you can encourage them in their dreams, they're much more likely to come to you and talk to you about what it is they want to do and what success is to them and how they're setting up these goals. But if we're dismissive of them in those early stages and those early crazy dreams that they have, then they're probably going to be less likely to come and talk to us about it. Yeah. So it sounds like, if I'm <laughs> reading between the lines a little bit, that relationship and maintaining that relationship, you know, as parents, as a school counselor, um, not being dismissive of their dreams and their desires. And that relationship gives you opportunity for future discussion and future influence. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because developmentally, like when they're young and they're like playing with these things, they, they don't understand that some of it might really not be as feasible as they think. Right. Um, and if we kind of squash it in those early stages, then as they develop and as they're really trying to like nail down the details of what this really means or wrestle through, you know, I really, all this time, I really thought I wanted to be an astronaut, uh, which was my dream when I was like in <laughs> second and third grade. I always thought I wanted to be an astronaut, but now I'm realizing I really don't like math or science. So... <laughs> How do I, you know, like they need to have a sounding board to wrestle through those things. And I think as parents, we feel so much pressure to like help them find like this perfect thing and that it needs to be prestigious and it needs to be lucrative and it needs to be all of these things um, instead of really like tuning into who they are and what their unique gifts and abilities and desires are, um, and if we, you know, if we, if we steer them too much in those early phases, then it just sort of starts to fall apart. Yeah. It's almost like it's sort of when we don't steer too much, there's more room for creativity and freedom for them to explore, which helps them to figure out who they are. Whereas if we're steering, 
we're limiting that in some yeah. ways a little bit too much. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And even as a school counselor, that was one of the things, um, you know, in schools these days, there is kind of this push to help students figure out what they're going to be when they grow up. Right. Um, and even in the, in like the last couple years, even before my son hit high school, I started like kind of just feeling uneasy about that because like I said, I was one of those people. It took me quite a while to figure out really what I wanted to do. And I went to college along the way and I took classes and I spent a lot of money on things that are not things that I'm doing with my life today. Um, and I had no clue when I was in high school, right? I, I mean, I had no clue about the real world at all when I was in high school. But yet today there's like this emphasis that in high school, they need to identify who they want to be, what career they want, and go go to college, like right away. There's like this wow. huge push for that. Um, and as a school counselor, part of what I was responsible for doing was administering like career assessments and inventories so they would have an idea of what they wanted to do. And then really, okay, now for the rest of your high school career, here are all the classes you need to take that align with that one thing wow. <laughs> that we might say you want to do, right? He's very mathematically inclined, and he's been told for a lot of years that he should look at a career in engineering, they make good money, you know, all of this, right? Um, and I recently did some of those career assessments with him, and some things came up on there that were nothing along. Honestly, one of the things that came up for him was like a nursing assistant. And I was like, I've never considered him in that. And I don't think he's ever considered him in that. But one of the things he hung on to in the results of that was fire science. So now he's like, maybe I want to be a firefighter. Like, I want to explore this. And I feel like you got to let them like kind of explore. Mm -hmm. And if I would have really pushed that engineering thing, I think he would have thought I'd, I was disappointed. Yeah. if he decided to go in a different direction. But at the end of the day, my definition of success for my own kids is I want them to be happy and fulfilled in whatever they're doing in their life. And if that means that they have an opportunity to give back in some way, even better, because I'm huge on that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, my daughter wants to go into cosmetology at this stage as a seventh grader. And I'm like, great. Like, do it, explore it, figure it out. My son is still kind of, you know, I'm not really sure. And, and that's okay. Um, I would hate to lead them in a direction that then they're sitting there in their twenties and thirties and they're miserable with what they do every day. And they wish they had a different opportunity to explore other options. Yeah. So, and I think even more, uh, difficult situation with that, but, you know, taking it a step further might even be in their 20s and 30s and hating what they're doing and going, I think mom and dad kind of pressured me to do this. Yeah. I don't like them so much anymore yeah. or I'm frustrated or having, you know, it'd be different if it was there. They felt like they came to that conclusion on their own and they're kind of like, well, no, this isn't really what I want, as opposed to having felt a lot of pressure to do right. a certain thing and then coming to the conclusion, wow, I was pressured into this and I don't like this. Yeah, so absolutely. And I feel like as a society, we put a lot of weight and pressure on them anyways. Um, and so I would want, as a parent, to feel like I'm kind of that safe space that they can they can figure it out. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this thing that everyone else thinks of as success. Right. For sure. 
So what do you think are the um, best ways for parents to partner with their child's school counselor to walk through this process? You just basically described a process that really sort of takes like from kindergarten all the way through graduate school. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do they partner with the school counselor to do that? Yeah. I feel like school counselors are an amazing resource for parents. Um, as a school counselor, I always felt like parents are their number one expert on their kids and school counselors are probably a close second <laughs> because we do, you know, we interact with, with your students and with your children on a daily basis for like eight hours a day. And a really good school counselor gets to know the, those students on an individualized basis and can look at things that maybe parents don't see um, in the same vein. So in my experience as a school counselor, a lot of times all parents right? Your child is brilliant and your child is brilliant, right? Yes. I'm not negating that, <laughs> but school counselors can look at like really specific um, data points or academic, you know, um, testing and assessments and, and see where maybe your, your child really is more brilliant or maybe is struggling. So I think when we look at it in through the vein of um, academics and leading into a career, your school counselor might be able to to provide some guidance around, you know, what that could look like for your child. Um, also, social emotionally, like we see your child interact, we see um, how they interact with adults, how they interact with their peers. You know, are they are they kind of within the spectrum and within that continuum of expected behaviors at that developmental age, or, you know, are there some areas that they're lagging or areas that they're excelling? So I just really encourage parents um, very early on to reach out to your school counselor, um, let them know like, you know, hey, I would love to meet with you. I'd love to talk about my child. Even if your child doesn't have like an issue in their life, um, your school counselor can be one of your child's biggest advocates and one of your biggest advocates. So setting up a time to meet with them. Um, school counselors love coffee and <laughs> treats and meeting with parents so that, you know, they're not just kind of inundated with all the other things that happen within the day. Really wants to partner with me um, and really values the input that I have and wants to share their perspectives is huge, right? And so I think all through those elementary years, a lot of it is um, interpersonal dynamics, how they're getting along with others, helping them resolve conflict, um, helping them regulate their emotions. And so making sure they're on track developmentally um, in those ways you know, talking to your school counselor about it. Then you move into middle and high school and we start looking at classes and academics and, and what what do we want to do and how do we want to set them up for success. And your school counselor probably has lots of insight on how your student's doing academically, but then also opportunities for your students to explore, to start to delve into what I might want to do. And so as a parent, I would say, you know, get in there, have those conversations with your school counselor, and maybe even let your school counselor know, you know, in our family, and what I've said with or what we've talked about with our children, this is how we're looking at success for him. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if my student gets straight A's. I am much more concerned um, how he's doing with his peers. Is he managing his emotions? You know, we've seen at home that when dad and I have to correct him, he takes that very hard and maybe has some perfectionistic tendencies. Is that something that you have seen here? And how can we work together on that? 
I would also say that if your student is seeing a counselor outside of school, um, it's so good to partner with the school counselor as well. In the schools, we require what's called a release of information so that we can exchange and talk openly um, so that the, the limits of confidentiality you know, are, are kind of open between the school counselor and um, the counselor they're seeing outside of school. But the school counselor can really work to complement anything your child might be doing with a counselor outside of school. And typically, if they're seeing someone outside of school, it's like one hour a week, right? And as school counselors, we see them eight hours a day. So great opportunities for us to, to also kind of observe what's happening with the student and how we can, we can support. Um, and if there's if there's big life things, uh, it really does impact them at school, their ability to focus and concentrate and, and manage some of the frustrations that happen. Um, and it's great for us to know that as school counselors. Not, I, I've had lots of parents who've come to me and said, you know, our family's going through the situation right now, and it's not something that we necessarily want you to do any counseling on, but we just want you to be aware of. Um, and then I, I can let the parents know if there's been something that's kind of spiked up at school. Um, it also allows us to have just a holistic perspective. So maybe this is a student that now is blurting out in class, they're they're getting in trouble, their teachers are like, gosh, Johnny's never out of control like this, and now Johnny's out of control like this. And I know that it's because, you know, parents are going through a divorce or grandpa passed away. And so we can, we can, without necessarily telling the teacher, if we don't have that permission, just be able to work within the, within what's really going on big picture. So I, yeah, I encourage parents to just get in touch with your school counselor, at least, you know, start that relationship, even if yeah. there's nothing pressing right now. Yeah. So it sounds like if you are the, what could be considered the typical school counselor, that school counselors would be elated and excited to have parents reach out to them and be proactive and make a connection and think about, okay, how can we work together? What yeah. other, what, you know, if you had to sum up sort of like your thoughts and maybe two or three takeaways that you would want every parent, if they were listening to take away from this, what would, what would that be? Yeah, I think the first thing would be um, talk to your child about what they view success as. And, you know, share your insights on, on what you view success as, because it is different for every person. Um, the second thing would be, you know, be open to what your, your child's view of success is and what path they want to take as far as career and vocation in their life, because it may look very different than what you anticipated or what you want for them. But I think that you can still be proud and find things within that um, that you can support. And so keeping it open. Yeah. And it, I guess as you, I, I interrupted, go ahead. You had one. It's more. okay. I was just going <laughs> to give my third point, but you interrupt first and then I'll say. Well, point. As you're describing it, I'm just like, it's such a journey to go on with them. It and is. what a privilege as, you know, to sort of jump on the journey with them and follow them as they discover who they are and what they want to be. Yeah. Um, incredible. Thank you for listening to the Connected Family Podcast. We're dedicated to helping you build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If you'd like to continue the conversation about co-creating child success, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Connected Family Podcast. 
This group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding the episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or at our website, ConnectionsQuincy.com.